When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yes, indeed. 10 a.m. on a Tuesday in the Southland. It is a live imaging Tuesday on Travis and Sliwa. Slee, do you want to explain to everybody why we just played two minutes why of promos? Are we late? No, you're on time. <laughs> I thought we were coming on at 58. Hey, no, well, so, some days. According to your commentary on the afternoon show yesterday, Sedano and Cap, you don't like that sometimes we come in at 58 and sometimes it's straight up. We're going a little inside baseball here for the listener. Okay, listen. This was the conversation. Conversation was about Berg. Yelling at Travis and I last week. Because? Okay. He yelled at us because we were probably a minute late. Yeah, probably. Probably a minute late. Even though we came back and it was it was, still wasn't even at the top of the hour. So technically, I think we still no, had the, a little the one, bit extra time. The one that set time. him off, we were over the top. Then, then you got all upset because we came back too early. And then you went yeah, back at him. That's right. You escalated the situation. But Bert came in basically swinging at us. <laughs> Well, and he I was is like, part of the management team. I know he is, but there's you know certain approaches and management. You, you style. needed to play on some other teams with coaches that really yelled. That was not yelling. That that was just like you guys kind of sucked in that segment. That was Berg, not a full yell. Berg punched Travis in the chest. <laughs> Never seen it before. Well, punched Travis that, in the chest. We know that didn't happen, but because I, I don't think Berg would do that. So, but I want to go back to the issue, which is the swipe. Well, then I was going to get to the then I was going to get to our clock. Okay. We don't know when we're coming on. Well, you know, it's between somewhere 957. between 9.57 and 10.01. <laughs> 10 yeah. Two so, somewhere sometimes. in there. Yeah. Sometimes if we go a little long. Listen, the morning show is the morning show. Sometimes Howard Stern would stay on until 10.40. <laughs> sometimes he'd leave at 10. Who knows? Which is okay. Because he's just Howard said Stern? All we oh. did was just indicate <laughs> is that we're not sure when we're coming on. I didn't think that was a swipe. Is that a swipe? A little bit. But I'm okay with it. <laughs> but if we come on at 9.58 and not 10 o'clock, that's two extra minutes that the listener gets. Yes. They're waiting. How do you feel, Trev? I'm here for 10.58 or 9.58, maybe 10.58, subliminal, right? No, I, I like uh, a little bit early. That way we can grab somebody. I just, what I would really like is the same time every day. That would be nice. Oh, so this is an issue with you too. <laughs> I'm just saying that uh, there's kind of this floating at this, see, this if floating we would, start. If we would have started at the end of the morning show, we would have had more time to do this, but now we're running into the show. So let's hit the music, Taylor. Travis and Sliwa, your Tuesday right now. Yeah. There we go. 10 45. He can't go anywhere. Why? No, I, no you, you can't. You got to do the Del Mar thing now. No, right now? You don't want to tease the listener? Tell them 10-15. We'll do Del Mar Racing. I right. like the sound of that steakhouse. You guys have me fully intrigued. I, I didn't even know that place if exists. We talked it about a, amazing. If we talked about a burger stand on the street, you'd also, be intrigued. Also if I talked about crackers, just saltine, saltine what crackers. Kind? Are we getting say, like the original saltines? Like the premium can that you have to open up the can? The Nabisco you would say, ones? tell me more. Yeah. What are we putting on those saltines? What are we sick? drinking with those you know, saltines? cream cheese on a saltine is nice. Heck, there's cream cheese on a boot is pretty good. All right, then 10-15 we'll do Delmar. 10-15 Delmar Racing yeah. talk? Yeah, it sounds like Cap is the mayor out there, you're saying? Yeah, but I told him that you don't like him. Cap, do you I, not like Cap? So? I already, even if you say <laughs> that, you he's like, not going to believe Why don't you he like Cap? It. He's not. I showed him it. some of those texts from like 2020. Sure. Yeah, there's so many of them. 
What 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 did, what did Cap do to you that you don't like him anymore? Cap knows I love him. <laughs> Enough of you guys. It goes back to the old San Diego family days. You know? Oh, this goes this goes back to the old country. The old yeah, exactly the old country. <laughs> Meanwhile, we'll get that dad at uh, ten fifteen. Travis Lee begins or continues now. Whatever. Sedano was trying to say yesterday. He's like, hey, let, let's go do dinner again. He's like, should we invite Cap? I'm like, why should we? Yes, we should invite Cap. Sedan was trying to lean towards maybe Cap doesn't get a chance to come. I don't know because of the corporate ladder. He's he's saying that he's the corporate guy now because he hung out. He had Amanda and I there, so we were. He was trying to play like. Oh, you know, he's on the management he's entertaining side. Entertaining clients. Now. Yeah, I see. Yes. He signed an eight-year deal by the time they left Elmar. It's a good deal. Yeah, it's a good deal if you can get it. You should take eight years. If if, if that pops up, you should jump on that as quickly as you can. How you feeling, Slee? I'm good. You look good. Yeah, thank you. Look, you. Did, did you uh, freshly shave? You look like you had a little, little twinkle no, this in your was eye yesterday. You, you holding on to something? I shaved yesterday, actually. Okay. So I can't even take credit for Fresh today. Fresh-faced. Going to the Dodger Spry. game. Going to the Dodger game tonight. Uh-oh. <laughs> Is it still that, even Uh-oh. after they got a W? Yeah, I think it's going to take- And they're coming off an L? It's, it's going to take more than one. It's going to take more than one for your okay. sleewiness to, to completely leave the squad. Let's say they win tonight. Yeah. Then, then what what are you feeling now? Are you feeling at that point I could go to a Dodger game, a playoff game, but early? No, in the don't, don't 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 Wait, mess around listen, with the playoffs. Listen, don't, no, listen, no, no. I don't even listen. like I don't even like how you're setting this just up. Listen, early in the series, you know, like game one of a five. Yeah, but game now set. they're in a hole. But then I can't go. Maybe maybe game one of a seven game set because there's a little bit more runway yeah. on the backside. But game one of a five game series. Yeah, I don't think I'll now do that. all of a sudden you're in a pickle. The reason why I think I went five games because I think seven game. Now you're closer to the World Series. I don't think I'll get approved for a credential. <laughs> we start going towards this seven you game could, set. You could buy a ticket. Yeah, you could can. go. You could go sit in the uh, outfield or the upper deck. You could go a little more economy based. Isn't it tough now? Especially, by, by the way, this is perfect for me because I the only sporting events I go to now, for the most part, I'm only going because we'll get credentialed for something, and I'm not I'm not trying to go to all these different sporting events, but now when you have to have to go buy two tickets, it's like somebody in the music industry having to go pay for a concert ticket. You're like, <laughs> how does that work? Yeah, but it's a different experience, right? When you uh, go uh, as a fan, you get different. to go crazy and well, I still do that. And- I still do that. <laughs> In the press, you box. bring a cooler. <laughs> you've got you've got a cooler next to your uh, little station in the press box. You go, anybody want a Coors Light? I got I got sandwiches That's and awesome. Coors Light in my cooler. Is there what anything the better than a cooler? Doing? By the way. That, no. that just that packed up exactly the right amount of well, ice. That's, that's the what beers, makes the sandwiches. Mm-hmm. It's just a, that, that's a good day. That's a good way to start. You know what makes me think of when you're going to an event, you're taking a cool. This makes it. That's why part of the reason why Hollywood Bowl is like the greatest place ever. Is that the only place where they will give you like a? It's a full green light to bring whatever you want. I know some people look the other way. Some people like Dodger. The Dodgers are really sticky about tailgating. Like you can't even sit on your, your backseat of your car and have a beer or two. They they come through there and clean Hollywood you out Bowl might quickly. be. Yeah, yeah, it might be because I'm trying to think here. Obviously, there's nothing you could bring in here. How's SoFi? The, the the tailgating situation around SoFi is wild. I mean, you go, especially would that be that's on the west side or no, you can't the south bring, side. You can't bring anything. No, in. no, no, no. You can't bring anything in. But the lead up to it, mm-hmm. those parking lots on the south side of the stadium, that place, they're going off. That place is going wild. You know, I got a little beef with you. You kind of what the hell's going on here, Chris? Right out the gate is coming after me. Well, this me. this goes back a little You're bit. You're coming after I'm me. I'm not coming after you. I just want you to explain yourself. Berg you... swung at us last week. <laughs> yeah, that really wasn't yelling. I feel like you guys are overselling that a little bit. Was it was like, hey, stay on the clock. 100% right. overreacting. 100% I was overreacting. Did you ever have a coach that was just a maniac screamer and yeller and you just the slightest little thing would yeah. set him off? Yeah. Those are fun. Yeah. <laughs> that's a that's a fun day to be around. 
And it, by the way, after about like the third day when they're screaming, yeah. you're like, nah, it's actually. I got a good one. Can I, can I tell this one real Because it makes me go back to it. Um, he, he actually ended up hiring me at the rec center. And I, I was, growing up as a kid, he was my rec center coach, right? So we played flag football and basketball, and he was my coach. Dan Duffy, back in El Cajon, Kennedy Rec Center. Okay. And I love Coach Duffy. Coach Duffy, yeah. yes. Cool guy, awesome guy. When you joined the staff, were you allowed to call him Dan, or was he still Coach Duffy? Uh, it was it was Dan. <laughs> okay, yeah. good. Sometimes Duff. <laughs> yeah, Just sure, Duff, casual. Right? So we're playing uh, flag football. He decided I, – I, I wasn't – you know, I, I know this is going to sound shocking to you. Not exactly the tallest, biggest, and the most athletic of the players on the team. Okay. I know. I know. That's I, I, very I'll, difficult. I'll, I'll use the, the, the sure. recesses of my imagination. So he decides to put me in as safety. So okay. I'm I'm the safety on this team on defense, and I think part of his reason was, okay, well, he lacks athleticism. We know that. <laughs> He's not very tall, quick, or fast. However, I think I think I could kind of tell him what to do. He'll and follow he'll do instructions. It. He'll follow instructions. Yes. Right. So he had me at safety. And there's a game we're playing. Who was it? I think Bostonia was the uh it's kind of so random that I remember these Bostonia rec centers who were playing. Okay. And they're like the they're that's the best rec center. When you start to sound like Boston, like you guys traveled for rec like you guys went all the way to Beantown to go play a little rec does it, center. Does it, flag Bostonia football? was 2.2 miles away from <laughs> Kennedy Rec. Okay. And then Wells Park was just down the street as well. So we're playing and and they're like the that's like the the team nobody's got a chance to beat. They okay. got guys on there. Yeah, you watch Little League and you're like, hey, that guy looks like he's 24. <laughs> they had, you know, their running back and their quarterback both look like they were starting for SC. Okay. okay. And I remember one play specifically. We actually took an early lead. And the entire time we had the lead in my mind, I was like, we're going to lose this game. Like, there's no way we're going to beat. You had the lead and you were already yes. figuring out your concession yes. speech. I was like, no way we're going to beat Bostonia. Right? And I'm sure he's thinking, <laughs> this is great that Al is thinking that as safety. And there's one specific play. It's like a key play in the game. And he tells me exactly what to do. Hey, you're going to lean towards this side, that receiver. We're basically doubling up on one guy. Right? And I lean on one side. The guy runs so quick past me. It's like I would, I didn't even exist, okay? And I don't know if I came up too much or whatever the case was, so they scored a touchdown. He went ballistic. You know, <laughs> How old are you at this point? I'm probably 12, okay. 12, 13. He goes ballistic. So as a coach, can you say you have a coach that does it? I didn't even know how to react. I'm like, I've never seen him get so angry in my life. Because Levi something from Bostonia played ten is years for the Falcons. So <laughs> Basically, I was guarding Antonio Gates. That's who I was trying to guard. Did you did you just sit there with your mouth hanging open? Were you about uh, to cry? Was, because at, at twelve years old, yeah. how old is Coach Duff? Duff at the time, he had to been in his like probably mid to late twenties. Oh yeah, so you have an an adult screaming at oh, you. Oh yeah, yeah. The, he was the, coming after. That you didn't break into tears is pretty good. I think I just did the. I, I'm already so close to the sideline. I'm just gonna just keep moving. Yeah, just keep walking. And you can do over. the thing where you kind of look at your rest of the team. It's like, what's this guy's deal? Like, this is. I'm 12 years old, and that guy's gonna be in the league. That's not what I did. <laughs> I was like, yeah, you know, you got a, a better zone coverage. You got to blame it on your teammates. You got to like that. I don't know. Like, like I, love all, I love all your solutions. T T Timmy right here, he bit on the first fake. I had to cover Timmy. Timmy did it wrong. If Timmy would have done, if he would have played press coverage, you know then I, I would have been in the right position. You know what I Why don't you drop a better defense, no, Duff? You know what I wanted to say? I just wanted to, like, my head, I'm like, you put me in this position. 
You set me up to fail. <laughs> That's right. Why did you put me at safety? You gave us a bad scheme. Yeah. You put me out here. You don't put me out there. You put me somewhere. Brandon's next to the you. fastest freaking kid on this squad. Put him at safety, yeah. putting me there. <laughs> I like it. I want more stories with Sliwa in, in Little League football or flag football or whatever it is. This is good. All right. So I do have a little bit of beef with you. You told me something that was going to happen, mm-hmm. and now it seems like it's very, very unlikely to happen. And that's no good at all because this would have been one of the few things to get me excited about what's coming up. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S A V E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Robert Half Research indicates nine out of ten hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Live Imaging Tuesday on Travis and Sliwa. Lit. Now, I know we had the Del Mar story slated here, yeah. but we have some breaking news, right, Traff? We do have some breaking news. This according to uh, Rhett Bollinger, who covers the Angels for MLB.com. Angels announced that team owner Artie Moreno is exploring the possibility of selling the team. Uh, here's a quote from the team. Although this difficult decision was entirely our choice and deserved a great deal of thoughtful consideration, my family and I have ultimately come to the conclusion that now is the time. Throughout this process, we'll continue to run the franchise in the best interest of our fans, employees, players, and business partners. That is unbelievable. That is the that happened best fast. news you can hear if you're an Angels fan. It's, it literally is the best thing that you could possibly hear if you're an Angels fan, you got to bring in some real ownership. Well, it happened, right? So you went through, you had Mike Sosha there for a million years. Mm-hmm. You had Mike Sosha, who was generally considered a, a really good manager and was there and kind of kept the Artie Moreno regime at, at, with guardrails, for lack of a better word. Yep. And then he was gone. And then we've seen just this incredible turnover ever since. General managers, managers, broadcasters, everybody that's associated with the team just turn and burn these guys like crazy. The team has gotten worse and worse. They, and finally, in the last, I guess maybe, Al, two, three seasons, it's gone from, hey, what's wrong with the Angels to the Angels have an ownership problem that's preventing them from being the team that they could be. That And, and, and now he's got the team up for sale potentially. So there was some, um, there was some stuff we were going to read at some point today on Joe Madden right. talking about, you know, obviously being uh, being fired after that 12-game losing streak. And he had some he had some really, really interesting quotes about the organization, talked about, hey, why even have a manager? Just have the GM also manage. Just cut the middleman out. Talking about how involved the general manager is. Um, this is, the, the, the way I look at, you know, L.A. as a whole, just think about right now what's happening in Los Angeles, Okay. It, does Steve Ballmer have the right resources to 100%. go make stuff happen? And the right attitude. Okay. 
does Stan Kroenke have the right resources to go Keep make going, things happen? For sure. Do the Dodgers organization under Keep the Guggenheim going. group, do, do they? Do these guys seem like they know what they're doing? The Los Angeles Lakers won a championship a year and a half ago, two years ago. Um, that and, one's that, that and, one's an and, interesting and one. That one, let's because a lot of work to the, do. The intent is is there. They, yep. they want to win for sure. Whether yep. or not they have a plan to win is a better question. What they are is arguably the most popular franchise. No um, I'm just naming off some teams that are here in LA that you understand just how critical it is to be relevant. And unfortunately for the Angels, they have arguably two of the best players in Major League Baseball, and they're irrelevant past July 15th. They don't count past July 15th. So when I say I think this is big news for, you know, obviously Angel fans out there, bring in somebody, and I don't know who the hell is going to be. It doesn't mean just because somebody has deep pockets that they're going to go be able to turn around the organization, but run a business the way it should be run. Run a business to where you feel like there's hope and prosperity coming in the future. Artie Moreno hasn't given that at least in these handful of years. Breaking news on 710 is brought to you by Valvoline Instant Oil Change, home of the 15-minute drive through oil change. Visit SoCalOilChange.com for locations and coupons today. I'm not trying to put you on the spot. I'm trying to demonstrate a point here. Do you know who owns the Dodgers? I know the group. Okay, right, but do you know the yeah. guy behind the group? Okay, my point is this, is that not a lot of people do. It's Mark Walter, okay? Mm. But the point is, is this. Nobody knows who that is. What you know about is that the Dodgers are incredibly well run because they have the right executive vice president. Mm -hmm. They have the right head of baseball operations. They have the right manager. They have the right pieces in place. And, oh, by the way, here's a checkbook that basically does not have a limit set to it. Go do what you need to do. Okay? They don't get involved. You didn't hear anybody coming in saying, uh, Guggenheim insisted that they go get Mookie Betts. Guggenheim insisted that you go get uh, Freddie Freeman. Or they were there was a ceiling on the Clayton Kershaw deal. They would only go to a certain point. None of that stuff. And that's the point. When you would hear all this Angel stuff, Artie Moreno's name was always involved. That's never a good sign. Who are the owners that are always involved? Jerry Jones. How does that work out? Who are the owners that's always involved? Dan Snyder. How has that worked out? The, when, once the owner's name is a regular part of what you're doing, you're heading down the wrong path. And all of the Otani stuff this this offseason or this regular season was the Angels will not explore, according to you know team sources, that Artie Moreno does not want to move Shohei Otani. That Artie Moreno is you know whether it's Japanese advertising dollars, whether it's just television or gate or whatever it might be, he didn't want to do it. The baseball people are like, look, he's leaving. We have to do something. We have an asset that we can sell for top dollar right now. Let's do this to try to replenish our our system. And it was, no, I want to do this thing. The second, here's Artie Murray, two, two things. Number one, Artie's pretty smart. He bought this team for $184 million 20 years ago. They're valued at about $2 billion. It's a pretty good investment to turn $184 billion or $184 million into $2 billion. So give him credit for that. This is what it was. It went from, hey, he bought this team, to he lowered beer prices, which was a great PR move. Everybody's like, wow, when's the last owner that came in that lowered beer prices? It was great. And then it was a long period of silence. People inside the building knew that he had a pretty heavy hand in a lot of these things. And now it's gotten to the point where it's all, hey, listen, we have an impediment to our success, and it's not the manager, it's not the general manager, it's not the players. It may, in fact, be the owner and now we're finding that the owner is considering selling the team. So That's the career arc. Th this is what I think of when you say, all right, why do I know this owner? How involved is this owner? 
I'm not actually completely opposed to that. I, 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 you can be involved. You just have the right people running. Do you have the right people running the entire operation? You and I know who Steve Ballmer is. Mm-hmm. You and I know Dr. Jerry Buss. Yeah. You and I know. I'm okay with. Were those guys making personnel decisions? You know, to to be honest with you, I I think the Dr. Jerry Buss he had his hands everywhere, but he was putting Jerry West. You operate this. Yep. Pat Riley, Phil Jackson, yep. this and that. So Steve Ballmer is not saying go sign this player. He's got basketball people to make basketball decisions. He's got basketball people coming to him to make that final call, that final decision. Yeah, he needs to sign off on it, but he's not saying go sign Josh Hamilton. Go give Albert Pujols a crazy deal but, because the baseball people in the room are like, this is a terrible well, that, decision. That's, that's what I was going to say. My issue with Artie Moreno has more to do with do you just is it an ego thing that you have to feel like you have to be involved in it's not what you do day to day that's why you went and hired these people day to day it's the equivalent of you and I taking our car to go get some service done and while the technician is under the hood you're like no nah, I don't think you should do that you know what no 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 you know what actually let's move the spark plug what the hell are you talking about this is not what you do and I feel like that that was Artie Moreno for um, a big piece of his ownership. What you could do too is it, the Dodgers, the Lakers, the Rams, the USC footballs. The, there, there are the A's in this town, and the B's will never go past the A's. That's not the point. But you can become a much more threatening B under the right set of circumstances. And now all of a sudden, when the guardrails are off, if all of a sudden the Angels make about as much money as any team in baseball, they're in Southern California. They have a huge gate. They have a good te- local television deal. All of these things, they never go over the threshold. Right, the Dodgers, the Mets, the Yankees, all the Red Sox, the, they they go over the threshold to try to win these. They go right up to it. They they're not, you know, cheap, but they're also not. Hey, we got to go a little bit over. Let's go do it. We got a little not bit their over. Problem. Do you think that's their problem? I think their problem is. They, I, I think is, that's part of the problem but, because but, they're spending their resources. A, you spend them wrong. Right. I'm going to give Albert Pujols a ten million dollar deal is a colossally stupid thing to do aside from the fact that he's white hot right now, which we'll Mm -hmm. talk about later. Giving Josh Hamilton a $125 million deal was incredibly stupid. No question about it. Giving Anthony Rendon a long-term deal, who's a good player, was you didn't have to. That was not the problem. So, yeah, and here's the thing. If you're the Dodgers and you make a bad deal, right? Let's just say, for the sake of argument, that the Freddie Freeman deal, Freddie showed up this year and hit 210. With three home, you'd be like, oh my gosh, what in the world happened? It wouldn't sink the Dodgers. Dodgers wouldn't go, well, we're not spending any more money because we're at this threshold. That's exactly what the Angels do. They go to a certain part and they don't do it. Now you can go above and beyond these things, whether it's extending Otani, whether it's going and getting into a bidding war with the Yankees for Garrett Cole. Don't, you know, before it was, well, you can't outspend the Yankees. Well, Dodgers can. Steve Ballmer could. Like with the right guys, like I don't care what the penalty is. Let's go get him. This is the secret to success. That They had a ceiling on what they would do. I, I think th- this is the biggest difference for me between the Dodgers and the Angels. Not everybody's going to have the resources. I'm not saying that the Angels don't have resources. They have them. They're just probably spending them in the wrong places. When we look at the top farm systems in Major League Baseball, right, the Dodgers are usually one of those teams right up top, if not the highest as far as most prospects, um, best farm systems in Major League Baseball. Yep. Issue I have with a team like the Angels is, are you cropping players? Are you, you know, what's one of the things that we talked about is they never have pitching, right? They never have pitching. From a consistent basis, they have pitching. They don't have guys coming up in the system where, you know, you look at the Dodgers. 
let's put aside the money that they gave to Mookie or the money they gave to Freddie, the, the money that they've dished out to other players. Are you cropping your own players? And I think that's one of the biggest issues with the Angels is do you have players that you're bringing up through your system where now you're starting to look and say, damn, that's a top five top five farm system. Oh, by the way, they're located in Southern California. They're worth X amount of dollars. They have an owner that has deep pockets. That to me is as important as it is of saying we're going to go outbid for Jer- or for for Cole or you're going to go outbid for one of those other big time players. They need to do that, but this again, this this is an organizational failure for them. They, again, when your minor league system is terrible, when your when I'll go back and I might get this slightly wrong, but it's mostly right. For the last four or five drafts, the Angels have done basically nothing but draft pitchers. I want to say last year they had 20 picks. I think they spent 17 of them on pitchers. They've done that a few years in a row. To your point, none of these guys turn out to be, you know, impactful major league players. That's not the player's fault. It's the staff's fault. That's your who's ever picking the player's fault. It's the player development guy. Well, when you're constantly turning the new guys over, you have no chance to develop a culture. You have no chance to develop these things because the Dodgers are, again, the perfect example. The Dodgers can go out and say, eh, give me Trevor Bauer. We'll spend a ton of money on him. Yep. Eh, give me Max Scherzer. We'll, we'll eat that cost. Clayton Kershaw is homegrown. Yep. Julio Urias is homegrown. Dustin May is homegrown. Tony Gonsolin is homegrown. They got a bargain. How about the guys they're taking from they other teams? They got a bargain on working. Tyler Anderson. You get a bargain on Andrew Heaney. Andrew mm-hmm. Heaney was an angel. Okay, and, and and pitched okay for them, and they get rid of him, and now all of a sudden he's back on the best team in baseball playing an important role. It's not just firing money at these things. It's identifying these things. That's organization. That's letting guys figure out their job and letting them do it and not turning it over every six months. And that's what they've been doing for a really long time. It's good good news for, for the Angels. It really is good news. Now, I, now who ends up buying them is obviously going to become the, the, the big question, but doesn't it feel like there's a – there's kind of a new crop of owners now in sports that it's not just your I, – I use that as an example. The Broncos sold to the Walton family, mm-hmm. right? Um, think of the, the, the money that's now coming into these leagues. Artie Moreno bought the team X amount of years ago. He paid $184 million. He'll sell it for $2 billion. <laughs> Steve Ballmer, when he bought the Clippers for $2 billion, yeah. everybody's like, what are you doing spending $2 bill? He is about to go – Goes buys the forum basically with a briefcase of four hundred million cash. <laughs> starts building. It's a new crop of owners that just have this crazy amount of money. Here's what could happen to the Angels. There's a team out there right now that, is, that the Angels should try to follow their plan exactly. I'll tell you who it is next. It's Travis Lee, seven ten ESPN. Now let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue, and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. 10 seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships, your skills, your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? (laughs) Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network 
all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. Whoa. Oh, yeah. Mm. It's your guy. Ready, Slee? Now that I've been loving you so long. Slide and marinate. A little Bolton on a live imaging Tuesday. Lit. Travis and Slee, well, I know we were going to get in the Del Mar thing. Yeah. I'm gonna pre. I'm gonna promote it again. Then we'll get into it at eleven o'clock because we got angels talk. And as Michael Bolton said, gets in the way. How can we be lovers if we can't be friends, Lee? <laughs> this is a different song, but it's fine. Same meaning. I'm, I'm looking you in the eye now. I'm, as I'm staring into your pupils. Uh, do you know how many Michael Bolton concerts I've been to? How many? Nine. <laughs> you got to get that into double digits. Yeah, you gotta, is he still touring? Ten. No. No. I got to go to like. Netherlands right now. Oh, is he? He's big in Europe right now? He's big everywhere. Oh, okay. Right, he's yeah. got to have a Vegas show coming up at no, some he point. He just has like a dry He did race. for a while. Michael like the- Bolton shows, and it's just stuck <laughs> he's at singing nine. in the park. It's stuck he's at got nine. He's got the five, spell. six, seven, eight. He just needs one more. He'll, be like at the, he'll do the uh, OC Performing Arts Center or the Cerritos Performing Arts Center. Those kind of more upscale places. Not like the OC so, Fair? No, no. He's an upscale guy. Travis and Sleewood continues you now. Of all of the things that I know about Chris, that that one was something I didn't know until last Thursday. I don't know how that slipped between the cracks for us, that, that he is a Michael Bolton fanatic. I think they had this thing um, over the weekend where it was Dodger players picking a female artist that they want to walk up to. Yeah. Did you see that one? I did. Did you see what Freddie Freeman <laughs> <Yeah>. got? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It was great. The bump, 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 bump. Let's go, girls. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> she, going. she nailed it. That was perfect. That was like, I was did, waiting for the perfect moment. <laughs> did I, I set you up pretty good, good right? Great. Perfect. Thank you, thank you. There you go. <laughs> There's no better thing to get me my juices flowing than, than Shania. Than, than that singular open and okay. sound. Well. And then you're like, okay, she called us to go, so we <laughs> have to go now. it's time to go, right? Yeah, exactly. You, you're was, just honoring her request is what you're doing. You can't say no to Shania. I, I, well, somebody tagged here. us. Somebody <laughs> tagged us on Twitter. And I was like, wait, what is this? And I'm looking. It says, look at Freddie Freeman. Yeah. I'm like, yes. Pretty funny. Freeman's got Pretty Shania. Funny. Well, it's funny. I was watching uh, the game. It was on Sunday, I want to say, right? Mm-hmm. Maybe it's Saturday. And it doesn't matter. Um, and I, I watched so much Dodger baseball, I know whose song is which one, right? Like I just Freddie's that, is pretty clear. You identify like right away, right? Well, Freddie's was uh, one that his kids picked. It's a Ronald Acuna Jr. one yeah. that he liked, and his kid said you should do this. Uh, Chris Taylor is Blink One Eighty Two. They're just you, you hear them enough. You're like, oh, okay, that's the that is also, very Chris Taylor Blink One Eighty Two. It's, it's perfectly on brand. And yeah. in my head, I'm like, Chris. They were popular twenty years ago. <laughs> it's fine. He look. He let Chris Taylor all have his. The, is it that song? It might be all the small things. It might be. <laughs> well, he does all the small things, Lee. It's like he does. He's a he's a guy that does all the the, the right dirty work, the unseen things. Um, but yes, it. I think it is this. Yeah, one. I think it is. Yeah, I think it is. Um, all right. So, Artie Moreno yeah. is exploring the possibility of selling the Angels. Which I, do, do we agree? That means he's selling the Angels. That doesn't go. That's one of those things you very quietly start yeah. to float around, and then. All right, we're getting close. Let's do this. And I don't expect it to be done by the end of our show, but I bet you it's done in the next year or so, right? Well, KD was exploring trade options, and looks well, like that's what staying. you lied to me about. We'll get to that later. Looks like he's staying there. <laughs> yeah, he is staying there. Um, okay, here's here's my question to you or thought: the Dod to tr- trying to catch the Dodge, and the Angels are in the American League West, Dodgers in National League West, obviously. So you're not competing with them exactly. 
only you're kind of competing with them because they're 50 miles up the road. Okay, and you're competing for baseball fans' attention to a point. There are Angel fans, there are Dodger fans, but anyway. Why not kind of take the model that the Padres have done? And do because the Padres are not the Dodgers, but the Padres got very interesting all of a sudden. The Padres went out, they identified a young, talented player and gave him all the money. They went out and signed a big-name free agent for high dollars in Manny Machado. Mm -hmm. They went out and paid a bunch of money for a bunch of pitchers, whether it's Snell, whether it's Darvish, whether it's Joe Musgrove, all of these guys that they've done. And then they went and made the blockbuster deal to go get the best young player in baseball in Juan Soto. Now, they're still looking up at Big Brother up the road in Mm -hmm. L.A., but they're on the map. They're in the playoffs. They're making noise. Slee, they're relevant beyond the All Star break. The couple last year because they were good, and then they collapsed. This year because they're just they're pretty good, and they're going to be in the playoffs. That's the model that I'd be looking at. You know, you obviously need to build up your farm system and everything else. But if I'm the new, if I'm an Angel fan, yeah. the person that yeah. I want to see come in is somebody similar to what I've seen them do in San Diego because the Angels have more resources than the Padres do. Mm-hmm. The Angels arguably have a better sales pitch than the Padres do. If you could do something similar to what they've done as far as putting yourself on the map, that's a that's a path to success. I think the biggest mistake you can make is, hey, go look at the Dodgers. The Dodgers are literally the Dodgers are Apple, right? They are. Apple's a good company to be like. Yeah, Google, right Apple, but they, um, they are they are the top of the top. Like you can't to try to compare yourself to one of those franchises. Even the Yankees can't right now look at them and say, "Hey, we're we've been we've been run better than we're, we're we run our organization better than the Dodgers." Yeah. No, you don't. Nobody does. But I think taking a model of who are the Angels? What are they? They have their own market. They do. They have a good fan base. They do. They have their own stadium. They have their that, things. That's a piece that needs to get figured out. Which I think it sounded like they were obviously trying to figure it out. Their, their stadium experience is pretty mediocre. It's not terrible. It's yeah. not the Oakland A's, but it's not It's not great. There's nothing exciting about the, the experience because it's not historic. It's old. I mm-hmm. want to say it's the third or fourth oldest park in Major League Baseball. But, it is, it's, but it's, not, it's not a museum like you're walking in a Dodger Stadium. Right. It's not Dodger yeah. Stadium. It's not Wrigley Field. It's not mm-hmm. Fenway Park. It's not one of those. It's just it's from the 60s, and it feels like it. So I, I, would, I would look at it this way. I mean, even when you describe that the way you do, I'm sure there's an owner saying, you know, if I could – there's some opportunity here because yep. of the stadium. There's some opportunity here because of the uh, of the fan base, the marketability, the fact that you're that close to Los Angeles and technically technically a part of LA County. I think that model is interesting. You're talking about you, even if you're the Padres, like you know you were describing the way they're building. The Padres should not be trying to beat the Dodgers. The Padres should be. Can we just get in the playoffs and whatever happens, happens? Who knows? And they maybe, juiced it and they did and, and they're going to. And maybe the Dodgers have a battle with another team and they didn't have to play. Like Anything can happen in the postseason. So I, I think the model that you're referring to is they've been relevant, have the Angels, because of Shohei Otani. They've been relevant because of Mike Trout. But you reach a certain point of the season where we cannot, from our professional it's not a wise idea for us to talk about the Angels because there's nothing to talk about past July 15th. The relevancy is individual relevancy. It's not collective team relevancy. And they haven't been relevant as a team in a real base. If we're being honest, they had a couple of runs early on in Artie Moreno's ownership shortly on the heel. Because when they won the World Series, Moreno didn't have O2 World Series yeah, was, was right still. before yeah. Artie Moreno took control of this team. Um 
And since then, they had very they had some pretty good teams right after that. Since last 10, 12, 15 years, not very yeah. good. You know, they, they've had the one playoff appearance in Mike Trout's career. They got swept. They're, they, they're just – and it's there's nothing exciting about them. Is Otani pitching tonight? Okay, cool. I'm in. Is Otani coming up to bat right now? Okay, cool. I'm in. But other than that, it's like I'm flipping channels. I'm going to go watch a Law & Order rerun at that point. How, how much of um... – by the way, good pull on Law & Order. I should have paused there for a second. My fault. That was, that was good. Well, I it's didn't... always on. <laughs> always. I guarantee you, if we start flipping right channels, now, we will find one. It's on. on. Think Dick Wolf's made any money? Hey, what if, what we if do somebody? A show? What if somebody's? They listen to us, and then the moment that they don't like our topic, they go right back to Law and Order. Dick Wolf should be the owner of the Angels. I just, I just figured it out. Find the formula, recreate it over and over and over again, and turn it into a successful franchise. How much of this do you think the Otani factor? The just and let me kind of try to explain here because Shohei is the biggest name in Major League Baseball. It's so unique what he's been doing here these last couple of years. And there's also significant, significant threat that you could lose Shohei. It, it, okay, so at a, at, at a glance, mm-hmm. it, it, it either makes it de facto – he was leaving anyway, and this may be as the period at the end of the sentence because if Otani's thinking – a sale like this is not going to happen quickly. Right, this is going to happen over the course of weeks, months, or maybe even longer than that. And Otani, I don't know who's coming in. I don't know what their budget's going to be. I don't know how they're going to go about this. I'm at. I was already leaving, and now we're done here. The other thing is, who negotiates that deal then? If that's still if that's until still... he doesn't have the team, it's him, mm-hmm. right? And and he and I'm <laughs> that's sure. That's not good. Well, it could be one of those things too. Like the new owner, like, hey, listen, part of me. Buying this team, I think the you Minnesota Timberwolves were doing something like that. It's like complicated. A Rod group. It's and- super complicated. The other side could be if they can get this done quickly. And I'm just throwing this out there. What if Steve Ballmer buys the Angels, right? And he says, "Listen, I, money is no object. That that we are going to build something here. I want to show you. These are the things I've built in my life. This is how we've branded these different. I things. want another backseat franchise. And, and, but it's a." It's oh, no, a bro, two billion no, no. dollar he's, enterprise, he's, and by the way, he's go make those stadium improvements. He'll go make do the what stadium improvements. Yep. He'll build a new one. He'll spend money. Then it could be like, you know what? I'm going to think about staying here. I want to be a part of a Steve Ballmer owned team or somebody like that. Right. Those are those are the interesting parts. Let's try. Oh, you knew this was just a matter of time. John in Huntington Beach of Fullerton of Fountain Valley. What's up, John? Woo! I did it, guys. Oh, it was a good day for John. <laughs> it's a good day. You're welcome, Angel fans. Last I called, I said that now's the time. You know, as, as much as I didn't want to, I was the already guy in the beginning. Uh, but, you know, he was listening to your show because I know he's a big fan of both you, and uh, he made the move, and it's going to happen. This is like winning the World Series. I don't, I don't even care if they don't win a World Series for another 20 years. <laughs> I feel so good. This feels great. Um, I really, Honestly, I think um, it helped. So the investigators of the, uh, the sale of the stadium that fell through, Whoever did that, I have to give them assist because I think that also helped push him to sell because of, you know, the, the corruption uh, with the, that happened with that sale. And so hopefully he doesn't do some corrupt things with the sale of the team um, and we, we get we get forward with this because this is a desired location. This Massively so. Massively yeah, so. Southern California. Yeah. It, it's, it's Southern California, but it's La Habra. Oh, that's need a lot of opportunity. To making it feel like Newport, Laguna, Huntington Beach. And they don't have to compete with L.A. You know, I grew up in Orange County, and I hate going to L.A. I mean, it's great, but I hate go- I love my Orange County bubble. That's what this needs to get back to is that Orange County bubble. Um, 
you know, it needs to be a desired location. There's a lot of free agents that just say, no, no, thanks. Um, so the first thing they knew is go to show him like, Hey, who do you want to own, own the team? Um, and fortunately, yeah, but who makes I, that uh, overture, John? That, that, and thanks for the call, John. Appreciate it because I, I can tell you're excited. I think a lot of Angel fans are going to feel the same way. They but should who, be. But who makes the overture? I, I think what he's saying is exactly right, which is this is an un look. I don't want to th- the Oakland A's. Okay, when you're kind of limited in what you can do in Oakland, you can move them and one of those, those sorts of things. But you look at some other franchises that might come up for sale at one point or another that with Kansas city Royals, the Minnesota twins, these teams that are, you know, kind of mid market teams, maybe smaller market teams. And there's only so much you can do to make Kansas city attractive to a huge dollar free agent. You're like when Shohei Otani hits the market at the end of next year, Kansas City's not on the list. Minnesota's no. not on the list. No. They're just they're just not. The Angels can be. They absolutely can be for all of the reasons that we've talked about. But right now, the the trump card is, and and if you're the Dodgers or the Angels or the Braves or the Cubs, it's like, yeah, you know they've been crappy for 20 years, right? Like why? What, did the same guy that's mm. run this bleep show for 20 years is still there. Now they come in and say, look, we're starting over. I have a vision. It is an incredibly powerful pitch. Uh, Big E says the Dodgers are, what do we say, they're Apple, Angels are Kyocera. <laughs> it's not bad. They're Zune. I, I thought he was going to go like Dell or something. It's still yeah. pretty darn good, yeah. right? It's still pretty big. IBM, but Kyocera? It's the uh, it's the phones that you could buy that Saul was using. <laughs> Break them in half. Yep. Right? Yep. Them. Get rid of them. One-time use. One call, <laughs> snap it in half, throw it in the trash can. Hey, did you see? With Smitty. Coming up next, it's Travis Lee. Feeling like you need a marketing degree and an extra day in your week to successfully market your small business? Let Constant Contact do the heavy lifting for you. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has powerful tools that make it easy to grow your audience, engage your customers, and sell more to boost your business. Now, in just a few clicks, you can launch a marketing campaign that's tailored to your business and goals. That includes email, social, SMS, and more. So you can sell more, raise more, and fast-track your business growth. Plus, you can always count on Constant Contact's award-winning customer support for guidance along the way. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. 710 ESPN. All right. Hey, did you see in just a few seconds here, a quick reminder, a little bit of breaking news this morning. Uh, it's being reported that Artie Moreno is considering selling the Los Angeles Angels. And from everything I'm seeing on Twitter, Slee, oh, Angel yeah. fans are very, very happy about yeah, this. Yeah, and there's an official from the Angels as well. Yep. So this is, um, this is not something that's not just a, hey, we're hearing this, this sounds like the it's going to be they're in the process. Yeah. They're considering I cannot wait to see the list of potential candidates. That's the next fun step in all this. Taylor, what do you got? Hey, guys. Did you see that another movie from the Shrek universe is set to release in December? Emily's yes. in. Yes. Yeah, she's in. So this is Puss in Boots, The Last Wish. It's going to feature Antonio Banderas as the voice of Puss in Boots. And when I think about the original Shrek movies, I always remember the great voice acting. 
So, Trav, who is your favorite voice actor of all time? You know who's great, it, or, and I'm going to get it. Um, it. It's Harry Shearer from The Simpsons does, like, basically oh, yeah, 25 right. different l- regular characters. He's amazing. Like, he does so many of those guys. They're all unique. They all have their own incredible stories, backstories, personalities. And to be able to have all of those guys rattling around in your head like that, I uh, I, I got to go Harry Shearer. He's the, he's the answer for me. Yeah, I'm trying to think here, just the ones that make um... – the ones that are most iconic that you uh, – Toy Story with um, – Tom Hanks. And- Tom Hanks and uh, – what's the guy's name? I'm not Tim Allen? His name. Tim, Tim Allen. Allen, yeah. There's just some that you just hear their voice and you're like, oh, yeah, that's that person. Kevin Hart was playing uh, for the last one. Kevin Hart had a couple of these just recently. I, I guess I just have a list. None that – Those guys, though, like like obviously Tom Hanks and, and even Tim Allen to a slightly lesser degree, those guys, I don't think of them as voice actors. I think of them as actors. I don't yeah, think of them sure. exclusively as guys that voice but animated does characters. Trey, does Trey Parker do the – They do the South Park guys. But does he do any of the actual voices? I, I don't know. I don't know. I so do I. some Carmen of my or any of them. <laughs> Normally, there are two women. One is Kristen Shawl. Oh, you, she's great. She's in everything, and she's can play everything. Yeah, she's great. I love her. And then also Jenny Slate. So she recently was in a movie I just watched called um, uh, Marcel the Shell with Shoes On, but she's been the voice actor in Big Mouth. She's been a voice actor in a couple other things. She used to be on SNL. She's fantastic because she can modulate her voice in a lot of different ways. She could sound like a little kid, but also sound like a grown woman. So I love those two. Yeah, Kristen Shaw is hilarious. <laughs> Trey Parker does Carmen. Yeah. I did not know that he does it. <laughs> I think Mike Judge is my favorite. He does Oh, uh, he's Beavis and Butthead. King in the Hill and Beavis and Butthead. Yeah. yeah. Okay, next up, guys. Did you see that 85% of people lie on their resume? And in an interview, you only have seven seconds to make a good impression. So, Slee, what would you say to an interviewer if they asked you what skills you would bring to the job? Uh, first off, lying, it's going to come back to you. So don't do that. Do not lie on your resume. You look, you're giving me a look like, <clears throat> no, you got to put some. You got to put some lies on there. There, there are lies, and then there are lies. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, if you, it, I, I would say for me, it'd be good communicator. At least that's what I think I am. Whether I am or I'm not, that's something that I would. Trap's face right now. That's something that I would try to put on there. Okay. But the lying thing, that one really, really makes me think that will come back and haunt you. You can, you can. You know, look, you if can you say, stretch the truth a little bit, yeah, but it will, no question about it, come back and haunt you. Like if you, like for instance, I'm just, I'll be ridiculous here for a second. If you are an orderly in a hospital and you say that you're the head of thoracic surgery, that's not a lie to tell. If you say you were an integral part of a hospital-wide organization that treated 10,000 patients a day, Ooh, Trav, you're good at this. You could kind of get away with that. Get to put the number right? in there. Right. There's there's that moment, though, where it goes that you're a lie, and then it's like, yeah, okay, I get that it's not that. Emily, you'll preach. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm the first one in, I'm the last one out, and then one week in, you're... <laughs> Moved uh, 10, 10 million bi- 10 units. 10 billion units of inventory. Three to right. seven pieces of paper. <laughs> uh, consistency. I'm here every day. I'm going to give you the same performance every day. I'm going to make you, you know exactly what you're going to get from me Monday through Friday, every single day. That That is the one thing that I know I'm going to give you day after day after day. Okay. I like those answers. You got the job. Thank you. Okay. Let's negotiate salaries. <laughs> Next up, <laughs> an eight year deal. <laughs> Done. 
I'll take a cut if I get an eight-year deal. Lifetime deal. Get the John Gruden deal. <laughs> yeah, really. Where's Where's the Mark Davis of radio? Is there some guy running a radio station that's got a He-Man haircut and eats at CPK every day? Because if there is, I'd like to go to work for that guy. <laughs> he runs the uh, the Vegas uh, the Raider broadcast. <laughs> hey, he runs the Raider broadcast. Yeah, hey, we never know. You never know. Next up, did you see that the Iowa State Fair just wrapped up with attendance exceeding 1 million people? Wow. So I've been to this fair a time or two. and it's famous. For- I have too. Really? Yeah. I did not know that. Okay, it's famous for offering over 60 different kinds of foods on a stick, including breakfast sausage on a waffle stick, uh, pork chops on a stick, butter on a stick, and the almost famous, always famous, excuse me, deep fat fried Twinkie on a stick. So, Trav, what's the best food that you've ever eaten off of a stick? Okay, um, this is obviously incredibly boring and predictable, but it's one of the great things. And I don't eat them very often, but every time you have a corn dog, oh, bro. is that not just, just say amazing? That. Because it's a little bit, of the, the cornmeal is a totally different deal than like a hot dog bun. It's always screaming hot. It's perfectly cooked every single time. So I know it's not particularly like it's not like zebra nuggets on a stick no, or something fine. crazy. Corn dogs give me a corn dog. There was uh, a dude recently doing an entire show of State Farm or these state fairs, and everything was just on a stick. And when they stopped at the corn dog, I'm like, yeah, I'll take one of those. I'll, I'll take one of those. Hard to beat. Corn dogs, and then you could always do any. You know, it's pretty good too. Skewers and everything. The else. fried pickle on a like you get the long, uh, the the usually the giant the chips, yeah. right, or the 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 spears that they'll fry. Mm-hmm. But I have seen like potato, a whole dill picker potato. in no, just in the batter, deep fried, mm. and I'm a sucker for a fried pickle. They do too. those tornado potatoes on a stick. Just kind tornado of potatoes. Yeah, I don't know what that is. They just cut them up like a certain way. I, you know I, 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 I don't know what you're talking about, but you, you have my full attention. I'm, you, I, if there's a way to eat a potato that I haven't tried, I'd very much like to change that. I'd like to get that in my repertoire. All right. Um, lit continues. The Angels are for sale, that according to the Angels. And, of course, Slee told me something that's not true that uh, I'm going to have him try to explain it to me. It's all coming up. It's Travis Slee, 710 ESPN.